Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier on a Saturday night. And finally, we got some upsets, uh, big boy. We, we finally got those big-time upsets we've been waiting for. Yeah, Arnie, we were in last night. And as we wrapped, you said, eh, I don't know the schedule. I don't know. It doesn't really look so good. And I said, the beauty of college football, no matter how bad the schedule looks on Friday, it always, as a sport, delivers on Saturday. And we certainly saw that today. Did I not give you BYU over Wisconsin? Remember going through that game and said, remember, we saw BYU against my Arizona Wildcats. Maybe they, uh, if I didn't put, pick that upset, I'll say I picked that upset. You definitely did not pick that upset, <laughs> but I can see why it gives you hope for your Arizona Wildcats, which I know are about to kick off a big game against Southern Utah. I know you've been uh, oh, chomping yeah. at the bit all day on this yeah. one. So, uh, What do I do? I mean, I'm, I'm in the studio. I have one screen on. Do I do I put the fight on? I was going to have the Ohio State TCU game, but Ohio State all of a sudden blew by TCU when they were down by eight. It was was twenty one thirteen. They scored twenty points like in a blink of an eye. And I was going to say maybe USC Texas, but now Texas up by sixteen points in that one. Well, we've got Washington Utah. We've got Fresno UCLA. Chip Kelly still looking for his first win in the UCLA blue and gold. So. There's plenty. I mean, I all I'm saying is, if it was my studio, I don't know that I would have Arizona Southern Utah on the big screen. But hey, 
Yeah. You do you. You're on the, you're on the East Coast studio. I'm in the West Coast studio. You do what is best for you, Arnie. Exactly. All right. Let's get into it. Of course, you could reach us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, right now, going on Ohio State 33 21 over TCU. Uh, about 135 left in the third. Uh, and Ohio State was down in this one. It was actually 21 13. Like, and I'm not kidding around. What about 15, 20 minutes ago? Maybe, maybe less than that. And then Ohio State scores a touchdown. They get the interception for a touchdown. It's a drop punt. Uh, next thing you know, they're in field position. They score another touchdown. 33-21. TCU was on the verge of really possibly getting this one to to an upset. And Ohio State now up by uh, 12 points. Absolutely. And when you say 15 or 20 minutes, you mean in real time. For people that are yeah, driving yeah. in a car or not in front of a TV. That, not, that Maybe not even that much. Yes. It yeah. was It was basically back-to-back-to-back to back to back scoring yeah. plays uh, with seven minutes to go in the third quarter as we yeah. re- uh, TCU was up 21-13. to 13. Right. We get a touchdown pass from Dwayne Haskins. We get an interception return for a touchdown, and then we get another quick touchdown for T- uh, Ohio State. So three touchdowns, 21 points in less than five minutes of game time. Unbelievable swing. Huge for Ohio State, although I will say Nick Bosa standing on the sidelines right yeah. now, that's not a good look in the big term for Ohio no, State. No, and Ohio State's first touchdown uh, was on the strip and the fumble and the recovery in the end zone that some people feel shouldn't have been a touchdown. But I think it's okay if you touch the ball if somebody else has possession of it, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. I think that I, what I would say is that it has led to – did TCU just score right now? Uh, did I, I just know. Re- you told me to put the fight on for crying out no, loud. No, I didn't. I told you to put Arizona, uh, Southern Yeah, they did. So, they did score. So it's now 33 33- – 27, yep. I believe. So we'll see if they get the extra point. Yeah, this is some bad radio. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, as far as the play you're talking about, I mean, I think it speaks to the fact that Ohio State has just in general had a couple big breaks to even keep them in this game. This is not vintage Ohio State. We've been wondering for a couple weeks now, would they show the ill effects of not having Urban Meyer on the sideline? This is no, not to take away from TCU. They're a really good team. But you can tell the difference against real competition. Why? What, what do you think that this game would not be close if Urban Meyer was on the sideline? You 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 think that Ohio State would be blowing them out if Urban was uh, was there? No, but I think it, I I don't think it hurts. I think what we're also learning, by the way, is that maybe the the competition that Ohio State played the last two weeks maybe not the best way to prepare going to Texas to play TCU. On the one hand, you have. Rutgers, who lost to Kansas today. Right, big Got, time. Yep, and guess what? Oregon State, the team that they beat in week one, lost at or lost to Nevada today. Although I will give you a good piece of, of, of news, Arnie. Yeah. Oregon State beat Southern Utah last week. Wow. Yeah, if, I would say if Arizona loses to Southern whoever, uh, I'm, I'm quitting my job. Really? Right, uh, me, Do you promise? Yeah, I promise. Can let I get, get to some other scores. Texas was down 14-3, to and I'm saying to myself, oh, boy. Oh, but if they lose this game, they're going to riot down there in Austin. It's now 30-14 to 14 Texas leading, and they're driving again. Big turnaround. I mean, big turnaround. I don't know what would have happened if they would have lost this game. Yeah, I totally agree, and I don't know what if this says about Texas as far as turning a corner or more realistically, 
USC just isn't very good this year. And it's not a knock on them. They lose Sam Darnold. We saw how good Sam Darnold was last Monday. Their O-line has been beat up. You look at some of the injuries they have. I looked it up this week. Their top three safeties from the start of fall camp are no longer playing. One left the team, two were injured. Their O-line is beat up. One of their best receivers gets thrown off the team. One of their best corners gets thrown off the team. It, the, the, the uniform says USC, but this is not a vintage USC team. This was a game Texas absolutely had to win. It looks like they're going to, but I'm not sold that this is some big they're going to turn a corner after this one. All right, right now Ohio State leads 33-28, still 106 left in the uh, in the third. So this one's going to go on for a while. The fight's about to start. We'll keep you updated on that. I don't know, and look, n- not a big game, but this is outside the top 25, and I don't even know if you'll consider this an upset. Western Kentucky has the ball, down by three with 16 seconds left in, in Louisville territory at the 34. They could tie this up or take the lead if they can score a touchdown. That's kind of a big deal. Louisville, I mean, one time, big-time program losing to schools like Western Kentucky, possibly. Well, and last week, what was it, Indiana State, the Sycamores? Yeah. Larry the Bird? Sycamores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Louisville almost lost to them, too. Hey, I'll wow. tell you, can I, can I throw out something super random to you yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Right top? So Louisville fans, a, a good friend of mine hosts radio down in Louisville, and they right. are furious with Bobby Petrino. They just feel like when they brought him back after his stint with Arkansas, his stint in the NFL – that this was going to elevate them to elite status. It hasn't happened. They're mad. How about Arkansas getting smoked oh, by yeah. North Texas today? North Texas, today? I saw that today. Are we are we getting ready for Bobby Petrino, Arkansas Part 2, the reunion? Because I'm telling you, people in Arkansas want it. And I'm, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, unbelievable on that. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of games to keep you updated on. And uh, Fresno State out to the 6 nothing lead over UCLA. Uh, this could be a long year for Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins. They, uh, I was going to say, I, I expect a little bit more offensively out of them. So they would fall to 0-3 if they lost this game. Chip Kelly didn't lose three games in any season, any of his four seasons at Oregon. So, I mean, that tells you how far and how fast that this program has fallen uh, it is going to be a long rebuild. The good thing is that, frankly, the Pac-12 doesn't look very good right now, except, of course, for your Arizona State Sun Devils. Other than them, <laughs> the rest of that division, USC is down. Arizona, we'll see if they can bounce back today. But there will be wins to be had, but it, it could it could really be a 3-9, and 4-8 and eight type year for Chip Kelly. All right, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to the earlier games and – I mean, one game that just kind of sticks out was Troy beating Nebraska. I know that Martinez didn't play in the game. I thought he was going to be out the entire year when he went down last week with the knee injury, and their second stringer already had um, uh, had transferred. And I believe that what Bunch was the third stringer. They lose to Troy, who, by the way, I believe they have a history, Troy, of pulling off upsets. So um, great win. I was watching a lot of that game. Nebraska, Nebraska scored to make it close and then got the ball back, but Troy wins it 24-19, interception late in the game. They seal that one off. That, that was a, that's a good one that's coming in under the radar. Well, it's coming in under the radar because of everything else that happened today. Wisconsin losing that LSU. To BYU. Yep, to BYU, LSU, that wild comeback win. I do think that Nebraska thing, though, speaks to what I think is the biggest storyline of the day, regardless of what happens with this Ohio State game. Um, it has been a very disappointing start for the Big Ten. And you could say, oh, it's early, things can change. 
But Wisconsin losing at home to an unranked team, BYU. Michigan State losing last week on the road. Michigan losing to open the year at Notre Dame, which hasn't looked good at all since they played. Those are three teams that start in the top 15 that have all lost at least one game. Nebraska now 0-2. It's just we thought that the cream was rising, for lack of a better term, in the Big Ten, and it just doesn't look like that at all. And, and, and Michigan did struggle against SMU early. Yep. Were you watching that or what? They, I mean, this was like a 7-7 game that it was 14-7, and SMU had the ball right before halftime, and next thing you know, it's 21-7 and, and lights out. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I shouldn't admit this on air, but I don't get Big Ten Network on my cable package, so <laughs> I did not see this game. I did. I know Michigan, you didn't miss that much. You didn't miss all that much. <laughs> believe me. Well, first of all, the first couple of weeks it seemed like every big game was on the Big Ten Network. Uh, obviously, that Penn State Appalachian State game that first week of the year uh, was on Big Ten Network. But I, I'll say this in defense of Jim Harbaugh: he was down his top two running backs today. One was injured. One was just out in general, and. I will say that it seemed like he opened up the playbook a little bit more. That's what that's that's what that's what that team is going to have to do to beat the Ohio States and Penn States. They can't be so predictable running the ball forty times a game. I know Jim Harbaugh is kind of that old soul, Big Ten, three yards in a cloud of dust. But it seemed like they opened things up a little bit. So nice win for Michigan, by the way. You know who Michigan plays next week? Who, who have they got? Nebraska. Oh, boy, that, that's going to be a battle of, of, of juggernauts, no doubt about that. You mentioned BYU over Wisconsin. Oh, my God, if I'm a Wisconsin fan, I'm beside myself because uh, Tanner Magnum only threw for like 89 yards, and they still went ahead and won on the road against a Wisconsin team that rushed for over 200 yards. How do you do something like that? Oh, it's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, every And Wisconsin- I know BYU rushed the ball well. But still, it wasn't like they were tearing them up uh, through the air or anything like that. Well, that's what I was going to say is if you just look at the stat sheet, Wisconsin had more yards, more first down, or more, you know, they converted more third downs. They controlled the clock. They did have a couple more penalties, but there is nothing in this game. I mean, the big thing is that BYU was really able to move the ball on the ground. Wisconsin didn't have an answer. I will say, I've always kind of questioned Wisconsin. For the reason that they just don't have that quarterback play, the kid Hornerbrook who plays for them, Yeah, I mean, he's just not good enough to get the job done. I mean, last year he completed like 62% of his passes. He's still- Some games he'll be brilliant yeah. and he'll pull off a big victory. Um, other games he has to rely on the defense in the running game. Well, yeah, and, and what I'll say is when we talked to or people talked about Wisconsin as a preseason favorite kind of team or preseason team that could make the college football playoff, you start looking across college football. Kyler Murray uh, from Oklahoma, the quarterback. Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, the quarterback. Yeah. Tua at Alabama. Alex Hornibrook doesn't exactly fit in with those other guys that are <laughs> that are potentially going to lead a team to the college football play. All right, we'll come back. We'll get more into some of the earlier games in the top 25. The fight is about to start. Uh, we'll keep our eye on the Ohio State game. Lots going on. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. By the way, for free winners daily, just go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com. Wow. I mean, just in one break alone, look how much everything has changed. Ohio State has scored again. So it is now 40-28. Ohio State leading TCU uh, in that one. And they are now in the fourth with about 12 and a half minutes left in that uh, I also have the fight on, Aaron, and look, it's hard for me to do the show, 
try to watch the football, keep updated on the scores, and try to score this thing. Because I already gave Triple G the first round, and it seems the guys over at the, on, uh, on the pay-per-view uh, gave it to Canelo. So uh, it shows well, you what I know, you know what I mean? First of all, could it be that you just know more about boxing than the yes. judges? I mean, very much so, very much so. One, you know, I'm not sitting here with a, you know, with a counter, counting how many people lands punches, though. But sometimes you just kind of have to watch it yeah. and get a feel for it. I mean, so many times we get bad decisions. It's unbelievable. Um, You're an eye te- test guy. I get it. Exactly. Texas now 37-14. USC had all 14 points in the first and has not scored since Texas has blitzed them. By the way, J.D. Daniels, 21-37, 264, one interception, but it's not his fault. This kid's going to be good, just not that great right now. Uh, Texas had to win this one, and they, uh, look, they, they came out flat, but it's been all them uh, in the second and the third. They outscored them 34 to nothing in those. How about this? UCLA down 13 nothing yeah. to Fresno State right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and if, you can't say they did Chip Kelly – because these are not his players. Can you imagine if Jim Mora Jr. was running this team? I, I, it wouldn't be any better. It'd probably be worse right now. Yeah. The thing with UCLA was even though they, they gave up 49 points last week against Oklahoma, they looked like they were getting better. Um, and, you know, it's funny to say, oh, they, they gave up 49 points and they looked good. But it looked like they were taking a step in the right direction to be down 13 nothing. Uh, basically, uh, right off the bat, is not a good sign that things are going to get better any, anytime soon for the Bruins. A couple of pa- other uh, Pac-12 scores. Washington now out to a 14-7 lead over Utah. 4.45 left in the first half there. And Arizona State out to a 7-0 lead over San Diego State, which is a, a good San Diego State team over the last couple of years. They're just starting the second. And I guess Arizona State, the quote-unquote surprise team right now in the Pac-12, Aaron. Oh, no doubt about it. And it was cool. It's amazing, by the way, how late that game last week against Michigan State ended. We were off air after doing two hours of radio by the time that game ended. But I thought it was pretty cool because I'll be honest, Arnie, I you know, I, I wasn't with you when that Herm Edwards hire was made. I don't even know if we would have talked about it on air. But ASU got so much flack for hiring that guy. And this was a guy that, that had been out of coaching for about 15 years. I was probably leading the way on that, by the way. Well, was that your wildcat bad blood, or did you really think it was a bad hire? Uh, both. We could have just you, when you get both, you really get the venom going. Yeah, and and so like I'll admit, I was one that thought it was a bad hire. I mean, look, I will say in defense of everyone that kind of questioned it, uh, Arizona State's AD is Herm Edwards' former agent, so it's not as though there were reasons not to question the hire. But to see them completely flip the script, start two and zero. Dominate in week one, beat Michigan State, which was a top 15 team at the time. I think it's a really cool story, and I hope they can keep it up. All right, some of the earlier games. LSU and Auburn was a great one. Matter of fact, I think it was 21-13, Auburn had the lead. LSU started strong. I'm like, oh, man. This is this is this is going to be all LSU, but give Auburn a lot of credit. They fought back, had a lead. Next thing you know, it's 21-19, LSU setting up. For a game-winning field goal, this is how it sounded. Tigers trailing Auburn 21-19. Here's the snap. Placement is down. Kick is up. Line drive. Kick. And it's good! Tigers win! Tigers win! 22-21 on the road at Jordan-Hare. Coach O for Coach of the Year. Yes. Uh, Joe Burrow, the quarterback for LSU, 
uh, 15 to 34, 249, one touchdown, not a great game. I still love this guy. I, I love those hard nosed, gritty type quarterbacks, even when they're having a bad game is still going to go ahead and lead you down to the game-winning field goal. I, I, I just love everything about this team, hard-working team, hard-working coach, uh, you know, blue-collar type. It, it's just a, a fun team right now to watch this LSU team. I totally agree, and I, I, I'll say this. One, credit to Joe Burrow. This was a guy that, that fair and square did not win the starting quarterback job at Ohio State. Right, right. Tran- yeah, and he transferred out got a second lease on kind of his college football career and is take, making the most of it. But I would also add, how about Coach O? You and yeah. I ta- yeah, we talked about this on air yesterday. Now you, he, I didn't know he was a coach. I just thought he was an actor on the blind side. I, yes, I know. Well, well, the <laughs> thing kidding. is, right, like, it, but seriously, he's got the, the, the crazy accent. And he's he's a, a does he have an accent? I didn't notice that. Oh, I'm playing. You, you gotta, playing you gotta start paying more. Do, do you watch? Playing, do you I'm watch playing, sports? Have, have you heard? Have you heard of Nick Saban? Are you familiar with Bill Belichick? I mean, it doesn't seem like you're very plugged in here. No, but I mean, he. It's kind of what we were saying with Herm Edwards a minute ago. Yeah. Everyone has been so critical of this guy, and I'll admit he got off to a slow start last year. You referenced Troy beating Nebraska today. Right. Tr- Troy beat LSU last year, but since that game, he has gone. 12 or he's gone seven or nine and two in his last 11 games following that Troy game. He wow. has three wins against top 10 teams. So I looked this up since he took over that LSU job. Three wins against top 10 teams last year against Auburn, Miami this year, Auburn today. That is the same number of top 10 wins that Urban Meyer have and Nick Saban have over the exact same stretch. Three top 10 wins. Ed Orgeron. I just I just think that everyone thinks he's this big caricature. How's that possible? What do you mean? How is that possible? How's that possible that Nick Saban won't have more top ten wins? Just beating up teams in the SEC, like an Auburn or an LSU. They lost to Auburn. Georgia. Year. You know, they, just but, well they. Well, but but you said over the how many years now? You said since Ed Orgeron took over last year. He's oh, only been okay. there. He's only been there a year and a right, half. Right. Right. Okay. So. Okay. So I have this. So they didn't yeah. have that many because you're going to play a lot more when you're Alabama. But I see what you're saying. On well, that. but they're not though, and that's the thing is yeah. is is they lost to Auburn last year, a team that LSU right, beat. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and look, they beat. Uh, they beat obviously Clemson and Georgia in the college football playoff. But the point is, is that no one wants to give Ed Orgeron credit. Everyone thinks that that he that he's the same guy that he was at Ole Miss. This is another point I brought up today, too. People said, oh, well, how good can he be? What, look at what happened at Ole Miss. Like, our coach is not allowed to evolve and get no, better. No, no, they're not allowed. That, if they have, it's, it's like Belichick. If, if we yes. doing that, Belichick was bad with the Browns. He would have been bad with New England. Exactly. And that was my exact point. Oh, well, well, what about what happened at Ole Miss? It's like, well, what about what happened with Bill Belichick with the Browns? What about the fact that Nick Saban was 25 and 22 when he was at Michigan State? Guys are allowed to get better. And Ed Orgeron is really good right now. LSU, I'll tell you what, they got a really, really tough schedule. I'm still not sold. They're really in the college football playoff mix because they still have to play Georgia, Alabama. But, man, do they look good through a couple weeks. Um, Aaron, I think I told you that Vanderbilt was going to put up a tough game. Uh, and maybe we should have given them a little bit more credit. They could have possibly stolen this one. Is Notre Dame perhaps maybe not that good c- considering they win 22-17. They were a two-touchdown favorite plus Last week, what was it, against Ball State, State. they weren't very good. What are we going to make of this Notre Dame team? uh, Good victory or, you know, just Vanderbilt hung around tough? Well, let me ask you this. 
we've seen a lot of these SEC teams now. Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. What is Vanderbilt? Like, at best, what, the 7th, 8th best team in the SEC? That doesn't mean they're not a good team, though. That's my point, though. So if they come that close to pulling off the upset at Notre Dame, what does it say about Notre Dame? What what does it say about Notre Dame if they would have had to go on a neutral field against uh, Auburn or an LSU or a Georgia or an Alabama? I think it could get ugly. So I I don't know if you were kind of hinting at this, but I do believe that Notre Dame is a little bit overrated. They got Stanford coming up here in a couple weeks. The back well, Stanford's no great chicks. They beat what they beat UC Davis, what, 30 to 10 today? Yeah, they beat USC last week too in an ugly game. So I don't think either of those teams is good. But the point is, is that yeah. I, I just don't think Notre Dame's that good. By the way, I, I thought I, I thought you'd be more in on uh Vandy with Kyle Shermer, the the son of right, Pat yeah. Shermer, your right. New York football giants. I thought you swung it around up. today though, you know, twenty six of forty three and over three hundred yards and a touchdown. So he was he was putting it up. I, I really thought Van and Vandy Vanderbilt they were down sixteen to three at halftime and I'm like, ah, they gonna come back in this one and and they did. They hung tough. They they could have pulled this one out. Absolutely, and and so I do think it does speak to that maybe Vanderbilt's a little bit better than people realize, but I also do think it speaks to Notre Dame being a little bit disappointing. I mean, look, we've seen all these teams now on big stages. I, I, Notre Dame's ranked in the in the top ten right now. I, I don't think they're a top ten team. What about you? I mean, I, I think about even all these teams that have losses like uh, an Auburn, like uh, Washington, whoever it is, TCU's going to have a loss. I, I still think TCU's better than Notre Dame. What do you think? Oh, I'm not sure about that. No? Um, no. If, if TCU was going to go in the South Bend, I am I think I'm taking Notre Dame. Not that they deserve to be a top 10 team, but um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that TCU's any better. TCU struggled against SMU um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, so you never know what you're going to get week to week. We'll, we'll get more into that. We'll update these late scores, uh, talk more about the early top 25 because and by the way, Florida State just got pushed around. How yep. are you feeling if you're in Tallahassee? So we'll get to all that first, though. Let's check it with DeSager and see what's trending. What's going on, DeSager? Hey, the fight in Vegas is through four rounds. Triple G against Canelo. It's Canary Golovkin, the undefeated middleweight champion in the rematch against Canelo Alvarez. You're right about the judges scoring, Artie. It's uh, L.A. Times has it Triple G up four rounds to none. But the, wow, so I was right in the. I'm like maybe I just don't know what the hell I'm the doing. The pay per view people said no, yeah. no Triple G lost two of the first rounds. So two of the first three. So we'll wait for a final decision Jeez. if there is one. Meanwhile, what has happened to USC football on Fox TV tonight? It's about ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter at Texas Longhorns now dominating the Trojans who had a couple of first quarter touchdowns but it's now Texas 37-14 in the lead. Former NFL scout Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network says this USC team looks like a five loss team. Worst special teams performance I've seen in a long time. Zero pass rush, can't run the ball, young quarterback that's very up and down, yikes, end quote. USC rushing tonight, 14 carries, 13 yards as a team. The Trojans of USC, 13 yards rushing as a team. That is unreal. (laughs) As for the top three in college football, easy wins for Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Number four, Ohio State has a 40-28 lead in Texas against TCU with under nine minutes to go. 
Just before halftime, 10th-ranked Washington is up 14-7 at Utah. And also Herm Edwards, 2-0 Arizona State team, ranked 23rd in the country. Well, San Diego State just tied the Sun Devils with a score 7-7 early in the second quarter. Aztecs playing with a backup quarterback, and San Diego State barely beat Sacramento State last week. So not necessarily expecting that score to hold, but it's surprising early. To baseball... Rockies getting shut out at San Francisco, 3-0 in the top of the ninth. Dodgers won today, 17-4 over St. Louis. Cleveland got an easy win, so the Indians clinched the AL Central. The Cleveland Browns said they will release wide receiver Josh Gordon on Monday. You mentioned Florida State. They lost at Syracuse 30-7 to today. <laughs> Don't forget the opener. They got killed 24-3 by yes. Virginia Tech, and they barely won last Saturday against Samford. So there's Seminole football for this year. And, Louis- and I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm quitting if Arizona loses to Southern whoever tonight. <laughs> uh, and it's 7-0 Arizona over Southern whoever. Well, now the Arizona opener against BYU looks a lot better now, doesn't it? Yeah. BYU uh, with no, the win really. no, at no, Wisconsin. No, no. LSU really. kicked a field goal last play to win at Auburn by the way, and Louisville escaped at home. Touchdown with five minutes to go beats Western Kentucky 20-17. to This is a Western Kentucky team that lost at home to Maine last week. So, <laughs> we Arnie, more... what do you know about them? They're right in your backyard. What do you know about <laughs> the Black Bears? <laughs> some, some close calls uh, and some embarrassing scores for some in college football. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Fresno now with a 16-0 lead over UCLA. Wow, who saw that one coming? And I know this one was pretty much a pick-em game. UCLA 0-2 about to drop to 0-3. It's going to be a real long year for Chip Kelly. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And you wonder if now, if there's any regret. Remember, he Florida wanted him really bad. And you wonder if there's any regret on his part uh, choosing the Pac-12. He was more familiar <laughs> with the West Coast. Seriously, I mean, like Florida at least. I mean, Florida's 2-1. and one. They lost to Kentucky, and it's not like they've beaten anybody good. They beat Colorado State today. But man, like, like I, I just couldn't have imagined that a team coached by Chip Kelly could look this bad. This was a guy that won uh, like ninety percent of his games when he was at Oregon, and I know it was a different Pac-12 back then. But man, did they look bad? Yeah, but how do you put it on him when it's not his players? Should he still be able to take these players and have a have a better showing? Not lose to a Cincinnati, not lose, uh, get down sixteen nothing to Fresno. I, shouldn't they be a little bit better than that, or no? Well. I, it depends. I mean, look, first of all, UCLA, they generally recruit pretty well. But I would also add, I mean, look, there are some coaches, not many, who are in their first years and their teams look pretty darn good. I mean, Herm Edwards, we've talked about already. Jimbo Fisher had his team within an extra or a two-point conversion of forcing overtime against the number two team in the country. So I'm not saying that UCLA should be blowing everybody out, but I don't know if UCLA should ever lose to Fresno State. I don't know if they should ever lose to Cincinnati at home. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Saturday night, we got a look at the fight. We'll let you know what's going on there. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the late games. We didn't even bring up Alabama 62-7 to over Ole Miss. And Ole Miss scored the first touchdown right off the bat, and then it was a 62-0 blitz after that, Aaron. I'll tell you what, uh, how about a little bit of a sweat for the betters? The over-under, you know what the over-under of this one was, Arnie? <laughs> what was it? 70 and a half. Okay. Oh, get out of here. 70 and a half. I and mean, it hit 69. It hit 69, but it hit 69 with like 
first of all, it was it was uh, forty. What was it? Forty nine to seven at halftime. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Alabama could have put up a hundred spot if they wanted to. Oh, you know? easily, yeah. <laughs> and they hit they hit the the 69 with 12 minutes to go, and that under cash, baby. Got to love Vegas. We'll talk to Vegas runner about that later. But I, uh, Tua was 11 of 15, 191. Jalen Hurts actually came into the game, uh, so they appeased him a little bit. He played okay, seven of 10, 85 yards, a couple of touchdowns for him, and they brought in the third string uh, uh, too. So they they got all three quarterbacks in this one, Aaron. Yeah, who said college football doesn't have preseason games? Yeah. Apparently, Alabama's got a couple on their schedules. Oklahoma, though, and I was watching a lot of this because Oklahoma got out to a 10-0 lead and almost blitzed them from the beginning. Give Iowa State all the credit in the world. Um, This guy, Zeb Nolan, uh, man, I was so impressed with him. 25 of 36, 360, two touchdowns. They lost 37-27, but this was a fun game to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed this one, Aaron. So how worried are you about Oklahoma in the bigger picture? Because look, Meaning they, what now? Well, they get the win, but their best running back is out for the year. Right. And Iowa State, whatever you think. Look, Iowa State. Was Iowa State beat them last, last year. year. And they were yeah. good last year. But Iowa State is in TCU. West Virginia looks good. There are some real teams in this league. And I don't right. know, with, with Oklahoma, I get that it's early, but... Without that running back, I don't know. I just, I just felt like the the offense didn't feel. Even though thirty seven points, I get it. It just didn't feel as explosive. They only had thirteen second half points. Which I would is- agree with you because Murray had seventy seven of the one seventy, so it wasn't like an explosive running game. Um, you know, minus their big star running back. I totally agree. And so, yeah. So, I mean, this is the kind of the time of year where. You always kind of got to put everything into context, right? Is sometimes a team loses, but they lose to a really good team, and so. Auburn, you feel like, okay, they can turn things around. They're good enough. But then sometimes you win a game, but you wonder, is there something kind of underlying with that? And I guess I just worry about that a little bit with Oklahoma. As you said, Arnie, fun game, entertaining game, but they didn't feel quite as explosive as as they've been the first two weeks. All right, still have my eye on the fight. I think they are about to start the seventh round. Um, it's tough to score. Come it's on, tough you're to score. genius. Yeah, I know. Trying to watch the football. Look at that. I, I don't know. I, I I could see this one going either way again. What are the odds on another draw? Huh? I would. I would. I love betting draws. I always look at that. I'm not. <laughs> no, no. I'm not kidding around. You. I remember one time you get like eighteen to one, twenty to one. I always look at the draw because you. If if you're ever going to get it, it's going to be like a fight like this. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you this. I'm not yeah. quite as much of a boxing historian as I am some other sports, but right. I mean, everything is done with, in boxing to create interest in a future fight, right? So, like, the right. draw happens in the first fight, and everyone's like, oh, okay, like, uh, now we're going to get a second one. I don't think you can't do a draw back to back, right? That, because well, after six, they say it's dead even on the pay per view screen. Oh, but what is <laughs> what is the stinking genius official scorecard? I so? thought it was four two uh, a triple G, but what the heck do I know? Because I'm a, I'm only watching half the fight as I'm turning away and looking at the scoreboard and trying to figure it out what's going on. What do you got? What What's the latest on Arizona? How are they looking? Uh, Arizona up seven nothing, uh, but uh, uh, Southern whoever. Uh, has the ball, and they are driving. So, like I said, I'm going to have to quit my job if Arizona loses to a Southern whoever. Th- I, we don't lose to Southern whoever's. Ohio State, 4th uh, fourth and 4th, fourth, the TCU 49, they're going to have to pump it. There's only 331 left. They're still up by 12. So, 
It's going to take a miracle for TCU to go ahead and pull this out. If it wasn't for that 23 touchdown blitz, that 20 nothing run, and what did you say, about uh, six minutes of, of clock time, Yep. Um, that changed the game, the whole entire game for, for Ohio State. Absolutely, and I want to give America an update. UCLA is on the board. They're oh, not boy. getting shut out. 16-7 to Fresno State. Don't call it a comeback. I don't know if we should plan the uh, championship parade down, uh, you know, Pasadena just yet to the Rose Bowl, but they're on the scoreboard. And Texas up 37-14, still eight and a half left in that one. Uh, it's been all Texas. J.D. Daniels, though, 27-43, over 300 yards for the USC Trojans. When we get back, though, we'll bring in the Sager, get us caught up on all the late news, stories, more scores, Lots going on. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you? 15% or more in car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. So much going on. So let's check in with the Sager. Oh, my goodness, the Sager. Where are we going to start things off in the... If Southern Utah just kicked, Southern Utah just kicked a field goal. <laughs> They're Arizona on the board, seven to three. I'm about to quit if I if, against if they the mighty Wildcats of Arizona. Uh, the fight has started the ninth round in Vegas. Triple G Gennady Golovkin against Canelo Alvarez. L.A. Times has Alvarez winning the last four rounds in a row to make it four rounds to four. Two others also have it near even. So it's going to be perhaps if we go the full twelve rounds. To the judges' scorecards and controversial the way things are going. It's right already now. I already can see it's going to be controversial. Everybody has it all already all mixed yeah, up. Of course, we have the one draw already on the uh, resume of Golovkin <sighs> after their previous. Should have bet a draw. I should have bet it, man. You know that was very very high odds. You would have had a huge return for a second yeah. consecutive draw. You guys were mentioning Big Ten football. I can add one score as tonight Northwestern blew a lead at home and lost to Akron thirty nine. 34. <laughs> the last time Akron beat a big team was the late 1800s. Matt Brown of The Athletic has tweeted out a newspaper clip from the late 1800s when Akron, known as Bucktail College, beat Ohio State 12 to 6. Bucktail College. <laughs> they, right. they won it in a football tournament at the State Fair, and oh for my. winning, they got outfits for 15 men and also a grand prize of 50 footballs for most points scored in the tournament. Oh, I thought you said they got a prize pig to make footballs or something. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at that either. So oh, congratulations, Akron, winning at Northwestern tonight. Also in the Big Ten, Purdue lost at home, gave up a short field goal on the final play, 40-37, to Missouri the final. Illinois lost at home to South Florida. Nebraska lost at home to Troy. Maryland lost at home to Winless Temple today. Oh, Rutgers geez. lost at Kansas, for crying out loud. 55-14 Kansas. What is that say about Nichols? Uh, yeah, the team yeah. that beat Kansas. <laughs> That's right, a couple of weeks ago, and since yeah. then Kansas has actually beaten FBS teams back to back for the first time this decade. And Wisconsin lost at home to BYU. Fortunately, Ohio State has just won forty to twenty-eight against TCU, and a ton of Buckeye fans there in Arlington, Texas, for that one. Oh, they're breathing oh. easily. It wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't that well, easy. By the way, Arnie tried yeah. to convince me yesterday that it was going to be ninety ten TCU fans. Yeah, I said there hasn't been a game. It, since the 1892 State Fair that DeSager was just referring to, <laughs> that was 90-10 with any fan base. I think Buckeye fans outnumber uh, 
Michigan fans at the big house. It's unbelievable how well they did travel. Been. They did travel. Told you. By the way, UConn football was 0-2 but did win today. Beat Rhode Island. Congratulations right, to that, Aaron. There you go. Arnie, we got the, we're going to have the same record after yeah. today, 1-2 apiece. Don't be so. so sure Arizona wins. I'm, not, I'm holding out hope, though. Hawaii's not playing a late game because they were on the road. They'd been 3-0, right. but they lost at Army today. And did you see the clip? Of the game at Arkansas, North Texas killed Arkansas 44-17 and yes. at one point received a point, uh, a punt, and the punt returner just stood there as if he had called fair catch. And so the opponents just started walking off the field. And then he ran down the right. sidelines for a touchdown. How stupid do you wow. have to be, really? Just really? bad all the way around for Arkansas. Oh, my goodness, and coaching. The, the latest Texas Tech quarterback said a Big 12 freshman record. This was the game on Fox after the Dodger win. Uh, the Dodgers had a high-scoring 17-4 to win at St. Louis, and then of course you get a Texas Tech football game, and it's even more high scoring. The final was sixty-three forty-nine yeah. over I think Houston. It was flag football. I'm not sure though, <laughs> Arnie. That was another one, by the way. The over/under was seventy, and I was like, how can how can that be? It was and almost seventy for one team. Yeah, almost seventy for one team. They hit the over with eleven minutes left in the third quarter. So shout Jeez. out to the guys who bet that one. That was an easy Yeah. Game. Let me put it this way. In the Texas Tech game, there were 64 first downs in a 60-minute game. Wow. <laughs> the freshman quarterback, Alan Bowman, threw for 605 yards, which is a Big 12 freshman record. The overall conference record, though, a couple years ago, Pat Mahomes had thrown for over 700 Mahomes. yards in a game. At number one, Alabama. You mentioned that at Ole Miss, Mississippi scored on the first play of the yeah. game. And still trailed at halftime, forty-nine seven. Embarrassing. Alabama won at sixty-two to seven. So Ole Miss finished with nine first downs and nine punts. They should have hung a hundred on them when it was forty-nine to seven Could at have. halftime. Yes. Why? Why not? Let's 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 really get to it, huh? <laughs> you know, if Nick Saban got mad enough at the kickers, he probably would have. Oh, you bet. Uh, you stay bet. tuned on that. Number two, Clemson beat Georgia Southern thirty-eight-seven, and that oh, one, big deal. Georgia Southern's quarterback went two for eight passing for the whole game, twenty yeah. yards. He was sacked five times, and the team against Clemson's defense had seven first downs and eight punts. Congratulations, Clemson. I don't know how you did it. Some sort of payout there. Number three, Georgia beat up Middle Tennessee 49-7 to at Another halftime. good game there. You that was be proud 40, of yourself, Georgia. 42-7 Georgia at the half. And uh, we mentioned the BYU upset at Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Badgers had won 40, 41 straight at home against non-conference opponents. But with about 10 minutes to go, BYU takes the lead on a 45-yard field goal. At the end, final minute, Wisconsin misses a 42-yard field goal attempt, loses 24-21. So the star for BYU on the ground, Squally Canada. 11 carries, 118 yards, and a couple short touchdowns. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. And my Wildcats run the kickoff back for a touchdown. They're up 14-3 over Southern whoever. So uh, I just had to throw out there. I know people are... Uh, just uh, stop with that. Game over. I'm not going to have to quit now. Seriously, That's I was really going to have to quit. It's not too late. We, we're, we can all say a small prayer in between the break here. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get you ready for the power hour. We'll get into what how crappy the Big Ten looks. We'll get you ready for week two of the NFL. Vegas runners going to go ahead and stop on by. You'll get our picks. We'll tell you what's going on in the fight. Plenty to get to right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody, good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate 
quote, they're about to wrap up the fight. We'll give you the winner when that comes across, when we start getting the judges' scorecards out there and things wrapping up in college football. Uh, Before we go ahead and get to week two of the NFL, Aaron, we'll kind of wrap it up, put a nice little bow on that. Texas just got their win, 37-14, impressive. Not only a big win, but they went ahead and, and, and showed a little dominance. That is something the Texas faithful wanted to see. Uh, big victory for the Longhorns. Big victory, yeah. This is certainly not a vintage USC team playing a true freshman at quarterback that, frankly, should still be in high school. They're banged up across the rest of kind of uh, the offense and defense. But as you said, Arnie, it's been so long since Texas really had anything positive happen. And then, of course, to open the year – with that loss to Maryland was so frustrating. They struggle against Tulsa. They mm. needed that win. Like you said, they get it. A couple other scores. Washington 14-7. They're in the third over Utah. Arizona State 14-7 over San Diego State. Uh, they're in the second. And again, they're about to wrap up the fight uh, as soon as that becomes a final or as soon as they put up the scorecards. Uh, and we'll let you know who won that one. And of course, the first one ended up in a draw. Not a good day, though, for the Big Ten. Absolutely miserable. I thought that it was going to be... Uh, you know, Wisconsin, um, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan State was in the top ten. Uh, the whole Big Ten looks like a damn fraud right now, Aaron. I totally agree. I mean, the exception might be Ohio State. I mean, and listen, maybe it's Penn State, too. And they are the exception right now, yeah. Absolutely. And oh, good- maybe Penn State, too. You're right. By the way, they play in two weeks, so we, yep. will, we will get an answer very soon. But, no, I mean, look, you can. there's no other way to cut it other than it's been a disappointing start Three teams that started the year ranked in the top 15 have all suffered a loss. Two of them, Wisconsin and, and and Michigan State, two unranked teams at the time. But then the other thing is, we thought there was going to be depth in this league. So you look, right. yeah. So you look at Nebraska being 0 and 2 right now. Whew. You look at the fact that Northwestern is 1 and 2. That one win was against Purdue. Right. So their only win is against the Big Ten team. They lose to Akron today, as you said. Purdue 0-3. I mean, it is just a worst case. By the way, I didn't even mention Temple beat Maryland today. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't even mention the big one. Kansas Rutgers. Rutgers. Yeah. What what planet do we live on, Arnie? What? Well, I, I don't know if anybody even cares about those other scores. It's usually sure. about the it, well, it's usually about the top heavy teams out there. Why are these teams bad? Because it certainly can't be coaching when you have high profile coaches. Are they not recru- are good recruiters? Are they? I don't know. Is Harbaugh overrated? That we've heard that now for the last couple of years. What what seems to be the problem with these other Big Ten teams? I'll say you know every situation's a little bit different, but. You know, you look at, I, I think there's no other way to put it on a team like Wisconsin, on a team like Michigan State. How can you put it other than they were overrated to come into the year? And obviously, look, now maybe BYU, a little bit underrated. They beat your Arizona Wildcats. I don't know if you remember that, but they did. No, I think I do remember that, okay, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, so maybe BYU's a little bit better. Certainly Michigan State losing to Arizona State. Maybe that'll be a good loss by the end of the year. But at the same time, I don't think there's any way to put it with those top teams. Now, look, you get to a Nebraska, they're in the first year with Scott Frost. You get to uh, Purdue, maybe they were just a little bit overrated because they went to a bowl game last year. But when you're talking about three teams that started the year ranked in the top 15, I don't think there's any way to put it other than that both the top of the conference and the conference as a whole was a little bit overrated coming into the season. Weren't you trying to make a case for Georgia being the best team in the country uh, last week or no? I still, I mean, I still think you can make the case. I mean, they not after what I saw with Alabama. 
Well, yeah. I mean, well, I think you could make a case that Ohio State going to Texas and getting that big win late is a team that you could make the argument to be number one in the country. But, no, I mean, look, this thing changes week to week, and I will say this, what Alabama did, I'll tell you what, we will probably do our top four at the end of the show. Right. And I'll tell you this. I, I, I do think for this week I will put Alabama back at number one because, oh, my goodness, you've alluded to it a bunch of times throughout the show, Arnie. If Nick Saban wanted to get 100 points tonight. Oh, he could have easily. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, Southern whoever scored a touchdown. So oh, my no. Arizona Wild- yeah. My Arizona Wildcats have the- has had the ball for three minutes. Wow. And, and, and there's nine minutes left in the second. I, I just want you to know that. Uh, 14-10. If they lose... I'm gonna really get crabby. You really no, you, get... you you already said you're gonna resign. You're gonna hand in your 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 resignation first thing Sunday morning. There's no way they could lose to Southern whoever can they? Uh, I didn't even know that was a real school. I thought that was like an online school. <laughs> Here's <laughs> the thing, <laughs> I, I got in this LA studio four TVs I, on with four. I, games. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, I want because I know we're gonna have to go to Desager. Uh, and get the uh, the final decision. Who won the fight? Let's go to DeSager. What happened, DeSager? A majority decision as close as it gets. Canelo Alvarez is celebrating in the ring in Vegas. He has beaten the previously undefeated middleweight champ, Gennady Golovkin. One judge had it even at 114-114. The other two had Alvarez 115-113. About as close as you can get. Canelo takes it. Even some of the writers were saying, wow, a lot of activity, some close rounds, and they could see it either way, but a good fight. Is there going to be some controversy now? Is it going to say, well, one had it a, uh, another draw and that maybe this one was more of a draw than the first one? Is that going to happen or what? Well, it was close enough that if they have a third down the road, I mean, if for crying out loud, Mayweather says he's going to fight Pacquiao again, <laughs> who's to say there won't be another here? But Canelo Alvarez wins tonight. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Sorry about that, Aaron. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and get that in. Uh, so that one is signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, yeah, just to kind of wrap up, and I'm I, I'm not sure where you were uh, before we uh, jumped in with the fight. Um, yeah, Arizona, yeah, fourteen ten, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go ahead and resign. I'm gonna go ahead and have to just give my resignation if they do if they lose to an online school. Well, and I was gonna say I'm here in the Geico LA Fox Sports Radio yeah. studios. We got four TVs with four games. Arizona is nowhere to be found. Why do I feel like you're watching that game in standard definition? On like the public access channel. No, no, the, I think it's on the Pac-12 network, which I have. So, oh, okay. I'll switch over to that now that the football games are over and the fight's over. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and switch over to that now and just suffer while while we're doing the show. Um, just other one more thing on the top twenty-five action. Um, I thought Ohio State was impressive in that twenty to nothing blitz, uh, which got them the victory. And, and that Oklahoma Iowa State game. Um, don't sell Iowa State short because I know you want to put Oklahoma up there. Iowa State put up a good fight. That that was a good game there. It was a good game. I do worry about Oklahoma a little bit just in the bigger picture. They lost Rodney Anderson, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. Last week they lost him for this season with a knee injury. And, look, you score 37 points on the road in a conference game. Normally that's a good sign. (laughs) They had over 500 yards offense. I'm looking at the box score now. Unbelievable. But I also do think – when you play the TCUs, West Virginia maybe looks a little bit better. Maybe this was a turning point for Texas, although I'm not sold. I just think when you play those better teams, you're going to have to step it up a, a notch because at Iowa State, Iowa State, they were a good story last year, but they are not one of the three, four, five best teams in this league. 
So you're just going to have to pick it up when you play those better teams. Let's get to week two of the NFL. I think the Jaguars already have a 7 nothing lead over the Patriots. I love Jacksonville tomorrow. I love Jacksonville. I think the Patriots could have a real tough time moving the ball. Ah, you can play that kiss of death all you want. I wish I could sell everything and put it all on Jacksonville with that defense. And people are like, well, they almost lost to the Giants. The Giants are a pretty good team. And, yeah, that was a one-possession game. Play that all you want. The Patriots' offense will not be able to move the ball. I think Jacksonville runs away with this game. They win by, like, 14 to 17 points, Aaron. Arnie, I have a general rule. I never bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady when they're playing a team that has a pool in their home stadium. So, uh, You can't get over that, can you, now? I can't get over Jacksonville being a legitimate threat to New England. Yesterday you were trying to tell me that this game is going to decide home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and I said, come on, it's week two. Uh, look, I like Jacksonville, but as you said, they could have, in theory, lost to the Giants. Now, they they won, but I will say, Miles Jack had that pick six return for a touchdown. It was right. low scoring. The offense still isn't moving the ball. Brady, Belichick, and I also think this is that even though there's no Julian Edelman, who is obviously suspended, Danny Amendola, Everybody knew the ball was going to Gronk on every single play last week, and they still couldn't stop him. He had over 100 yards uh, receiving. Right. I just think – I look, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be competitive. I do think the Patriots are going to win this game, though. Why, though? They, I mean, they're going to have a tough time moving the ball. And so defensively, is- they're not a very good defensive team. Now, Leonard Fournette, even if he doesn't play, Jacksonville's still 3-0 and without Leonard Fournette. They average over 30 points a game without, with, with T.J. Yeldon in the backfield. I don't think they really lose all that much for one game um, playing at home. And they're a lot more in, you know, inspired for this one um, because of what happened last year in the championship. And, and now they get them at home. Everything is pointing at Jacksonville. Well, you say you think the Patriots are going to struggle to move the ball against their defense. I can believe that. But what makes you think that the Jags are going to be able to move the ball against the Patriots? I don't think the Patriots have a very strong defense. I I don't think think the Jags have a very strong offense. They're down their best receiver. We don't know about Leonard Fournette. Blake Bortles is still Blake Bortles. I'm not sold that either team's going to be able to move the ball. And so if you're telling me it's going to be a low, close-scoring game, or a a low-scoring, close game, there we go. Right. I just I, I I just trust Brady and Belichick more, especially against a team that has a pool in their state. I don't know about close game. I'm you know I, I'm thinking maybe like 34-17 or something. I can see Jacksonville defense creating turnovers and that you know leads to easy scores out there. I didn't say anything about a close game. I think Jacksonville is going to win this one easy. Remember now, New England always has a hiccup early in the year. Okay, you play that all you want. Am I the only person? Am I nuts? Am I the only yes. person that thinks Jacksonville yes. is going to win this Yes, clinically insane, Arnie. Clinically what's, insane. What's, what's wrong with you, Eminem? Look at the Vegas line. It's a one-point spread. There's no... I mean, Jacksonville, they're a good team, and it, they're at home. But let's face it, that's not really much of a home field advantage. they got a swimming pool in their stadium. Well, the Patriots are... Oh, be like Aaron Torres and be like a parrot and just repeat what he said. No, I'm, ju- I'm just... I'm just all intelligent I'll, thing. <laughs> I, yes, thank you. Because, and I'm not, I'm not copying him at all. This is my own opinion coming from my own brain, Arnie. Don't, don't try. He's the twist same him. guy that, that that before the show was like, we got to talk Josh Gordon. Josh, Gordon. that's all anybody on the internet was Josh talking Gordon, about. We talk Josh Gordon. Oh, been, hey, I'm hey, like, I love how you always try to make me look bad at every turn, Arnie. You make yourself look bad on the air, and then you just try to bring me in to try and make yourself feel better about no, yourself. I, what, what are you talking, Aaron? 
Aaron, help me here, please, please. All I'll say is, what what was your prediction last last week with the the Texans and Patriots? Because I yeah. feel like I feel like you're literally reading off a script. It's like Mad Libs, yeah. but instead of <laughs> instead of Texans, it's just Jaguars. Right. Oh, the defense is so good. The offense is moving the ball. The Patriots can't do this. Belichick, that Tom Brady needs to retire. You're just reading off a script. Well, well, was, also, let, let's just go back to the before the season. The Patriots are done. They're not winning the division. And we're all just sitting here like, Arnie, are you out of your mind? Look at their You're division. You're a Browns They're... fan. You have no right to talk football I, I, at all. Oh, come on. They haven't we, we, we're off to our best start since 2004. <laughs> come on, That's man. True. We're off to our best start since 2004. We tied a Super Bowl contender. Come on. Uh, Give me some be, credit. You, want, gonna, you said we were going to go 8-8, eight eight, so come I'm on. I'm going to be, what, insufferable if uh, or when Jacksonville uh, beats the Patriots. I want you to know that. It's going to be quite ugly, and I just don't see how they're going to move the ball against that defense. You'll ah, play that all the hell you want. When you say, I don't know how they're going to move the ball against that defense, that's literally exactly the same thing you could say about Jacksonville. No, because the Patriots' defense is not that good. Matter of fact, you know what? Let's go out to Vegas. Let's talk to Vegas runner, see where the money's coming in from, uh, which way the lines are moving. That's coming up next. Uh, He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, this segment brought to you by Granger, the products and services that you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, he's Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. Uh, let's go ahead and go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Uh, joining us now, as he does every week, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You could tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Big weekend in, in Vegas. Anytime there's a mega fight, especially a marquee boxing matchup, it's going to bring out a lot of high rollers, a lot of big bettors, a lot of celebrities. That's what... Uh, Triple G and Canelo did for sure. and uh, Yeah, I wanted to ask you that right off the bat. How did that, well, first of all, uh, Canelo gets it, but uh, how, did the, uh, how did the books do in that one? I, I'm, I'm interested to find out because exactly what I expected to happen happened, and that's that the line was going to continue dropping early on as the public was betting because they usually back the underdog, and it was a pro-Canelo crowd as well, and that's the one difference between boxing and MMA and every other sport. In other sports, public tends to back favorites. In boxing and MMA, they tend to back underdogs because it's a money line, not a point spread. And they don't want to put up a lot of money to win a little. They want to put up a little to win a lot. But in this case, it was a combination of also a pro Alvarez crowd. So the line was dropping all week, but right before the fight, the wise guys, the big money, came in on Golovkin and pushed this line up to where it closed to as high as minus 230 offshore. Wow. Yeah, when it had dropped to as low as like 1 minus 145 yesterday. So uh, a big reversal with a lot of late money a half hour before the the fight, about 90 minutes before the fight. It just heavy Golovkin money, and it just did not turn out that way for that big money. So it's going to be interesting to see what the books report. I, I usually when they have such a heavy handle, it's hard for them not to do well. Vegas runner, end of another college football Saturday. I was thinking about this today. We're now getting 
these high-profile games where really good teams are losing. Today it was Auburn and TCU. Uh, previously it was maybe a Miami, schools like that. I would ask you, you include Washington, which is playing right now. Is there a team right now, and it's early, but that has good kind of national title odds? Because I feel like with teams losing, things are constantly shifted in Vegas. Here's what you got to remember, that what we're also though starting to see is that the the – the, the pollsters' numbers are going to reflect the odds makers' power ratings as we get closer to the end of the season. Early on, they usually don't line up, and a perfect example of that was a team like Wisconsin, which even though the, the AP had them fourth prior to this week where they were sixth, there's not a single wise guy or odds maker on the planet that even had Wisconsin in their top 15. Really? Yeah. Of, wow. Uh, power rating-wise, Wisconsin would have been a two-touchdown underdog to Alabama on oh, a neutral wow. field. In Alabama, they'd have been getting close to 20 points, probably Ooh. around 18, something like that. And uh, pro- probably they would have had to bring it out lower because the public would come in one way on the number six-ranked team because of perception, but straight power rating-wise, absolutely. And uh, that's why you, you, as the season progresses, you'll start to see it'll reflect. The, uh, that's why there's some surprises like that where the point spread was so high. But really, when you see like an LSU team, most like another situation where the AP poll didn't reflect what most wise guys and betting and betting syndicates as well as sports uh, books had right. uh, a much better team than what the ratings show. Vegas runner, let's get into the NFL week two. Let's get right at it because it opened up as a pick and went to one and a half. Eighty uh, percent of the money coming in on the New England Patriots. I love Jacksonville at home. I I think I'm on an island all by myself on this one. I think the defense stands up. Also, a lot of money coming in on the over or on the under. Excuse me. Uh, what do you what, what do you see on this game? Yeah, I told you New England's that one team, Arnie, that scares me because it's. Bet against by the wise guys and the sharps all the time, and yet they are the one team that, with the Brady Belichick era, has outperformed the betting market by cashing 63% against the spread. So, even though we say there's a premium attached and you're paying too much, it doesn't seem like that's the case. And and that's the scary part about going against the New England Patriots. Um, But that's what the short money's going to do. They're going to be on the Jaguars, but the public will come in heavy on the Patriots tomorrow. And I think the books will end up needing Jacksonville. It's hard to see the public going against them. I could see possibly not going over in this game because of the defense um, and especially the front seven improved of the Patriots as well. So I think that the total is a different story, but with the side, I think they'll get New England money. One line I'm kind of a little surprised by Vegas runner, Denver minus six and a half against Oakland. I understand Oakland lost by 20 points to the Rams the other day, but it was also a game that was tied late into the third quarter. What am I missing with Denver being close to a touchdown favorite. Yeah, and here's what you have to remember. There is the biggest adjustments made between week one and week two because what we have is just one football game under our belt, 60 minutes of football, and yet six days to analyze it. And because of that, people – 
mostly remember what they saw last, and a lot of conclusions are drawn off of an extremely small sample size of 60 minutes of football. And there's an extreme overreaction, and that's one of those cases. I mean, that line opened a lot lower than where it is right now. It opened as low as four and a half, so it's just been a a stream of one-sided Denver money because of how bad Oakland looked. More importantly, they were under the lights on prime time. Vegas runner, my Giants in Dallas. That, Dallas offense looked horrible in the first week. I mean, just absolutely miserable. Giants, I felt, could have pulled out that victory against Jacksonville. A lot of money seems like it's coming in on the under, though the majority of the money coming in on the Giants. What do you hear about this game? You're 100% right, Arnie. The, the, the short money came in right away, grabbed three and a half on the New York Giants, but more importantly, the public is heavy on the New York Giants. As bad as the Dallas Cowboys looked last week, can you really blame them? Um, the books are going to be huge Cowboy fans tomorrow night. That's for sure. That's that late primetime game, which is usually the heaviest bet game of the day on Sunday until we get to Monday night, of course. Uh, and it's going to be all Giants money. And the fact that Sharps got out ahead and grabbed three and a half on the Giants as well, they're probably not going to bail them out. Uh, it is going to be uh, a books needing Dallas. And the under is where the public so far has come in also. So it's one of those cases where it's the books against everybody else on prime time. So we're talking about now, I want to switch gears to the team with the most signature non-win of week one, the Cleveland Browns. They're going to New Orleans. And I th- I think it could get ugly. It but, is going to get ugly. But, but the Browns are not on a losing streak, which is something that needs to be addressed. So tell me, give our producer Eminem hope that the Browns will not lose tomorrow. You know, I, I, I'm sorry to say it. Most of the respected NFL bettors, the, the, the betting syndicates that win long-term, they were really high on the New Orleans Saints. And if there's one thing that professional bettors do is they don't overreact off of one result. They're not going to adjust their power ratings significantly. That's why you're seeing New Orleans, even though they lost as double-digit favorites, now almost a double-digit favorite everywhere. Again, they open date. It's up to 10 pretty much across the board. Um, and this is one of those situations where, yeah, can it get ugly? Probably. That's what the, the, the market's saying, at least. And you got to remember, Cleveland benefited by six turnovers last week. You know, when you're plus five in the turnover department, you're usually going to cover those games, and more times than not, you're going to win those games as well, and yet they didn't do that. Yes, they covered, but to not be able to win, you know, I don't know what that says about that team, how excited I would really be. Uh, The Saints coming off a loss, yes, are they going to bounce back? That's what the market's telling you. This does have the makings of a blowout, and New Orleans will be in a ton of teasers uh, at the sports books tomorrow for sure. All right, you can check out Vegas Runner at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. Hey, enjoy the games on Sunday. We'll speak to you next week, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the games. All right, appreciate that. Vegas Runner, go ahead and check him out or uh, send him a tweet at Greek underscore Gambler. Um, I'm, I'm really getting sick to my stomach because Arizona tied at 17 against Southern whoever. Wow. And I will quit my job. 
if Arizona loses this game. Let's uh, go ahead and check it with the Sager, see what's trending out there. The Sager, if I lose this game, you have to quit your job too. Nope. Thank you. No. Southern Utah, 0-2 coming into this Southern who? And Arizona 0-2, by the way, as they near halftime. I thought that was an online school, I keep thinking. Southern Utah. <laughs> UCLA 0-2 and losing at the Rose Bowl at halftime. And UCLA is not favored against Fresno State tonight. Bulldogs 16-7 at the half. You mentioned all the Big Ten losses tonight. Ohio State did have an impressive comeback victory for the conference overall. Not a good day. The no. Athletic has this stat. Big Ten teams lost seven non-conference games against unranked opponents today. That is the conference's most such losses ever in a single day. It's never happened since the AP poll debuted back in the 1930s. Unbelievable. As for in progress, final couple of minutes of the third quarter right now for 10th-ranked Washington leading 21-7 at Utah. And San Diego State scored before halftime. They're tied at the break with number 23 Arizona State, 14 (laughs) all. Number one Alabama got a 62-7 win at Ole Miss. Number two Clemson ripped Georgia Southern 38-7. Number three Georgia, 49-7 winner against Middle Tennessee. Fourth-ranked Ohio State scored three touchdowns in about four minutes in the third quarter in Arlington, Texas. Beat 15th-ranked TCU 40-28. Defensive end Nick Bosa did leave with a groin injury. Number five, Oklahoma, 37-27 winners at Iowa State. Kyler Murray of the Sooners, 21 of 29 passing, nearly 350 yards and three touchdowns. BYU wins at number six, Wisconsin, 24-21. Wisconsin missed a field goal try at the end. LSU kicked a field goal final play to win at 7th-ranked Auburn 22-21. Notre Dame and Stanford with wins. That Stanford victory over UC Davis was 30-10, and star running back Bryce Love did not play today. Stanford's next two games are at Oregon next Saturday night, then at Notre Dame in a Saturday night well, game. That's over for 2. The Irish were up 16-0 today just before halftime and held on to beat Vanderbilt 22-17. Penn State and Mississippi State with wins. Oklahoma State beat uh, Boise State in a top 25 matchup, 44-21. They sacked Boise's quarterback, Brett Rippon, seven times. Michigan and Oregon with wins. Miami and Texas as well. Texas wound up dominating 22nd-ranked USC. Don't get used to the, uh, attached to the ranking there. They won't be ranked tomorrow. Texas, no, that's for sure. 37-14 the final, including a couple of late sacks, Arnie. USC's rushing stats. This is proud USC's rushing attack. 16 carries minus five yards. That's pretty Texas. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, as, that's good. As uh, one guy locally, Petros, in fact, who's working the FS1 game tonight, said earlier this week on our local flagship, USC just doesn't have linemen that block forward anymore. They just don't have NFL talent on the line, and they don't have wow. the rushing attack that we're used to seeing with Trojan football. Cleveland said they will release wide receiver Josh Gordon on Monday, and an update on Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette yeah. with his hamstring injury. He'd been called a game-time decision against New England, right? and now NFL media is reporting that the Jaguars are not optimistic that he's going to oh, play. Oh, for crying out loud. We do know earlier today Jacksonville did promote a running back from the practice squad. Uh, look what you did to me. You put me in a bad mood. And Canelo uh, Alvarez won the boxing oh yeah. tonight. Close decision. Wait, wait to go ahead and give that one for crying out loud. Um, I'm really getting crabby. Arizona tied at 17 and making me sick to my stomach. Uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% or more on car insurance with Geico. Uh, just go to geico.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well... 
that's figuring out which way is easier. So, uh, yeah, right now Arizona tied at 17 and uh, making me sick to my stomach. I said, I'm going to have to quit my job if they don't win this game, Aaron. Uh, this would be the happiest day of my life. I know one. you. I know you. And you're, you're rooting against me. I know you are. I am, but I also just I'm just amazed that they're losing to a school that doesn't have a football stadium that all That's their, an online school, right? It's an online school, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> I mean, their their degrees are given out. It's it's in macaroni, so like you know, like I mean, you know, I'm excited for you. I mean, listen, it'll be a new low, but as they say, there will be nowhere to go but up. Except for this the Wildcats. Probably What not did you think week. about the latest news right there? Uh, not optimistic about Leonard Fournette uh going ahead and playing in this one. Um, does it hurt all that much? And at first you're probably saying, of course it does. I mean, it's Leonard Fournette. I told you, TJ Yeldon, 3-0, and averages over 30 um, when um, he's out of the game. Not Yeldon, but when Fournette's out of the game, maybe it's not all that bad. I don't think it matters because I don't think they're going to they're gonna win tomorrow. So I really I don't think it matters. Um, I, I Look, I, I think that this was a team that was going to struggle even if Leonard Fournette was going to play because right. you're going up, honestly, at the end of the day, you're going up against the best defensive mind in football, maybe in football history, and Bill Belichick was going to do whatever he could to take Leonard Fournette out of this game and make Blake Bortles beat him with his arm, beat the Patriots with his arm. And I just don't think Blake Bortles is capable of doing it. So to your point, T.J. Yeldon is a more than capable backup. But I, I, it would have helped to have Leonard Fournette on the field. But I don't think it's going to be this big game changer, paradigm changer, because I just don't think that Bill Belichick was going to let Leonard Fournette beat him if he was on the field. Tough question because we don't know the exact extent of injury to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do you let him play? Or do you say, you know, we can't risk it. It's just one game. It's a tough defense, maybe the best defense in the NFL. Um, he hasn't practiced all week. So do you just sit him down and, and go, start thinking about week number three? I think you do because, as we discussed last night, Arnie, the Vikings are the team that knocked Aaron Rodgers out for the entire, well, for most of the season last right. year. Yeah, but you can't go by that. So what, though? You can't go by that. And, yeah, obviously Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play for anything like that. But they are obviously one of the best defenses in the NFL. They are going to give the Packers problems because they have the last couple of years. But more importantly, if you look at the Packers' schedule, after this game, at the Redskins, against the Bills, and then at the Lions, and I think by the time they play the Lions, we could be talking about the Bills and the Lions in back-to-back weeks as two, maybe the two worst teams in this league. So I just feel like even if you lose this game, you're going to get Minnesota again later in the year, and you have a chance really to start out 4-1, and 5-1, and one, even if you go without Aaron Rodgers. I say get him healthy, let him come back. Nate tweets in, Spaniards more crooked and corrupt than a boxing ref. Wow, okay. Uh, well, I thought they got it right tonight on the Canelo fight. Um, uh, Vegas runner is back. Yay, says Roberta. Ooh. Um, Mike in Jacksonville, sneak a genius to your underlining there. No home field advantage. The game is sold out. It's going to be 115 degrees on the field. And last year, Miles Jack was not down. So wow. uh, he wanted to get all that in there. Yeah, what, I mean, it's going to be like 115 degrees on the field out there, Aaron. Bill Belichick doesn't feel heat. He's wearing a he's wearing a hoodie. He's got the hoodie on. Yeah, he doesn't. He's gonna. He might even keep the sleeves on just to prove a point. You know how like when offensive linemen don't wear sleeves in the middle of the winter to show how tough they are. Right. Belichick's going full sleeves tomorrow, not even cutting them off just to get in Doug Marone's head. <laughs> you know, it's, one I was gonna say one game we didn't talk about, 
and they've got a lot of pressure on them because they're playing at home. They're already 0-1, but they're playing a good defensive team. I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Can you imagine they start 0-2 with the red zone problems they have on offense? Uh, Can you imagine the heat Matt Ryan would take? You can't throw the ball to Julio Jones every time. Uh, this is a tough game. I mean, I know Atlanta's a six-point favorite, but I think this is pretty much a pick-up game because you never know which Cam Newton you're going to get in a game like this. Yeah, and I, I, I think obviously the the sirens are flashing. Everyone's concerned about the Atlanta Falcons. But first of all, after they, one game, but they should worry about after one game because oh and two, there'll be like a fourteen percent chance of making the playoffs. Oh, absolutely, and and I understand why. But I think one, we got to remember they get a couple extra days to prepare for this game. And if you look at that that Carolina-Dallas game, I know the final score was ugly, and I know that Dallas looked awful. But if you actually look, the stats kind of indicate that the game was a little more even than the final score would indicate. They had about the same amount of yardage, same amount of yards per play, uh, and and it just is it was one of those things where even though it looked so bad for Dallas, I don't think Carolina dominated in the way that many think they did. Because of it going on the road, I actually think Atlanta's going to win this game. But to your point, it's a game Atlanta can't afford to lose, but I don't think they're going to because I think they're in better shape than people realize. And no love for Dolphins, Jets, Sam Darnold, the next Joe Namath. I, look, I'm impressed after coming back and throwing a, a interception, coming back and having a great game against Detroit. But let's be honest, it's it's Detroit. Um, I'm I'm real curious on this one. I the winner gets a uh, uh, early lead of the AFC East. If New England loses, I'm wondering if Sam Donald's going to have another good game. This one at home, or if that Dolphin defense is for real. I don't know if the Dolphin defense is for real, but what did Vegas runner just say last last segment? Is that the biggest jump for any team is from one from week one to week two? Exactly. And I, I also think it works in the inverse, is that sometimes teams look so good in week one and they're not quite as good as we thought they were. And I think that's kind of where we are with the Jets is like, you know, first of all, the Lions have... Well, it's either you're all in on Sam Donald or you're all out. I mean, there's no in-between with this guy, you know? It is true. Uh, yeah. who, who was it? Somebody was calling him the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. Was it Jason Smith? <laughs> I, I can't remember. It was probably Jason Smith. But, Look, I like him, I, and I've been saying this for a long time. I, I've been you know, praising his abilities for, for a couple of years, but I know it's going to take a while. Yeah, and the, the Lions turned the ball over five times last game. and so You're you, horrible. That's what I, they're, they're awful. I told you, the Matt Patricia era is going to end faster than the Ice Bucket Challenge. Like It's just going to be over in like two weeks. I'm telling you, this guy is not going to make it for the long term. But with the Jets, I just look at it as the final score was unbelievable. But Detroit turned the ball over five times. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I just, I I guess if I have to be in or out on Sam Darnold, at least for this week, I'm out. Because I don't think anybody can look that good, I think. And by the way, we see this from time to time. A team looks so good in week one, they read the press clippings, and then they struggle in week two. I think we could see that with the Jets. All right. Well, if that's true, we would have had Baltimore going sixteen and zero after that first week when Bingo. they beat up Buffalo. You know what I mean? Great. That's a great example. Yeah. That's of a, course it is. It's a great example from the stinking genius. And I don't know how your scorecard turned out tonight, but um, another one I think of. It, it's so it's super random, but I remember the Rams last year. They came out week one with Sean McVay. They put up about forty five points. Next week they struggle. It, yep. It's just it's just the nature of the sport.
All right, I'll tell you what. We'll come back. I'll tell you how I did on my college picks. I'll give you my pro picks. That's coming up next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. All right, let me get to this tweet from Justice to All. It says, Arnie, love to hear you and Aaron talk sports. Sound effects, not so much. Sounds like nails scraping on a blackboard. I agree with you. Would love to see the Jags beat New England tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Well, give us a little music, Mr. Sound Effect Guy. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, give our top four in college football, Aaron. Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, Alabama is still the number one team as far as I'm concerned. They could score anywhere on the field. Uh, defensively, they're not as good as years past, but offensively, they're so much better. I got Oklahoma actually at number two, jumping them ahead of Ohio State at number three, who I'm still not buying. I put Clemson at number four, Georgia just outside that top four. Wow, big controversy in our first time doing this. I got Bama number one like you. I think that defense is actually really good. Ole Miss is actually a pretty good offense. Number two, my Georgia Bulldogs. Wow. Yeah, they've been phenomenal. Three, Ohio State gets that bid after what they did today. Four, I will say Clemson. Oh, you left out Oklahoma. I left out Oklahoma. Clemson gets the benefit of the doubt after winning at Texas A&M last week. My college picks, I went 4-1. and one. Um, When I gave out my picks yesterday, I said take Iowa State uh, plus the 18. They lost by 10. I said take Vanderbilt plus the 14. They lost by 5. I said take LSU plus the 10.5. They won the game. That was an upset special. I had Texas minus 3.5. That was a winner. Only when I lost one, I was stupid enough to take Mississippi plus the 21.5 against Alabama. What a dope I am. So, right to the NFL. Give me some of them Washington Redskins. I'm a believer in them. Hey, I saw what they did last week, and I know it was just against Arizona, but I'm buying into what they're selling. Give me some of the Redskins against the Colts, and I have to lay under seven. I'm buying that. Love the Rams. Give me some of the Rams. I think they totally go ahead and put up so many points. Um, And laying 13 is not all that much. The Cardinals get blitz again. I'm going to take the Saints minus nine. Oh, are they mad after what happened to them against Tampa? They take it on on the Browns. Give me Denver minus six and a half. I was impressed with Denver. They'll do the same thing to the Raiders. I'll take my Giants plus three over the Cowboys. And, of course, Jacksonville at a pick against the Patriots. Who do you like, Aaron? So we talked about this one with Vegas runner. New Orleans is a nine-point favorite against the America's team, the Cleveland Browns. Yes. The Saints, they went 8-1 and one at home last year, including the playoffs. That only loss was to the New England Patriots. There is no way they are losing two games in a row at home. No way. They roll in this oh, one. I love that game. Easily cover love the spread. It. Other one we talked about with Vegas runner, the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden, the Grudenator, everybody, he is the national walking punchline. I get it. He made all those comments about not being able to rush the passer against Jared Goff. But with that said, people forget it was a 13-13 game late in the third quarter. They cover the 6.5 at no, Denver. Yes, no, no. Gruden. Gruden. One, I actually disagree with you on. Indy at Washington, you like the Redskins. I completely disagree. 
Indy was in control of that game with the Bengals for most of the game. They led at halftime. They led in the third quarter, fell apart late. And with Washington, let's not forget, they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, maybe even worse than the Arizona Wildcats, which is really saying something. And then my last pick, Philly minus three at Tampa. Magic isn't real. Fitzmagic is certainly not real. Philly wins easy. I'm dying to see what Fitzmagic is going to do this week. Uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's not gonna be pretty. Not the the ra- there will be no rabbits pulled out of the hat. What by the way, what do we got for an Arizona score? Since we don't uh, get twenty four seventeen at the half, Arizona's winning. Don't don't put me in a bad mood. No, we we just we don't get the uh, public access channel that it's on. Yes, so that's but, what I'm worried about. Uh, thanks to the crew, Eminem, uh, our knucklehead technical director. I won't say his name because he's a knucklehead. Um, of course, uh, Aaron Torres. Uh, Artie Spanier, which is me, and of course Steve DeSager uh, with the updates. Coming up next, though, straight out of Vegas, our buddies R.J. Bell and Jonas Knox sitting in. So they'll take you a Vegas perspective and get you ready for week two of the NFL. Uh, who doesn't like to hear the Vegas perspective of uh, as they get you ready for week two of the NFL uh, better than all the gamblers out there. And if you're not a gambler, you'll still enjoy it anyway. Anyway, enjoy the show. Those guys are coming up next. Thanks to everybody here at the uh, station. Good luck tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, for Aaron Torres, I'm Marty Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.